A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Christianizing the American dream. I said that you, uh, that, that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Been very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog, episode 157. <sighs> it has been a minute, hasn't it? We have not been together for quite a while. Um, just crazy, busy stuff going on. Uh, Fifth Hill uh, through Persecuted Church Awareness Month. Um, and, you know, other things, working two jobs, stuff like that. So, it has been a while since I've had time to really get down and, and do some good podcasting, so time to play catch-up. Here we go. I'm going to rapid-fire through this week. I, my goal is to do uh, an episode every day this week uh, to catch up to where I need to do, and there's going to be two of those in the next episode, episode 158. I'm going to talk about two videos that really don't need to be addressed um, so I'm going to respond by not responding. So I'll get those to you. Um, but then through the end of Friday, I should be caught up on responding to the Saints Unscripted stuff. I do have a couple other things that I want to do. So um, hopefully, uh, God willing, everything works out right. I will do an episode every day this week, maybe two. So we're going to get caught up on the master's dog and then I'll deal with working with unsolicited and stuff like that. So master's dog is a podcast I do to deal with false teachers, false doctrines, all that stuff that is out there. It started out as a podcast called faith and beliefs, which was, uh, the, there's a podcast used to be called three Mormons. Now it's saints unscripted. They started a segment of their podcast called, um, called faith and beliefs which was, uh, they started with, sorry, I got a little distracted there momentarily. Let me just close that laptop. Um, so they started out doing uh, the Articles of Faith in this, this podcast, the Saints Unscripted podcast, Faith and Beliefs. And so I decided I wanted to respond to every one of those so I could break it down and show how Mormon beliefs, this is the the you know, the kind of the foundation, their articles of faith, how that working through that, how it doesn't line up with Orthodox Christianity. So after they finished the, the 13 articles of faith, they continued on with other issues of doctrine and stuff like that. And they've gone on and on and on. And here we are 157 episodes into this, likely a few other things. So it's not been that many episodes of that, but, um, also 35 episodes before that, when this podcast was just called faith and beliefs refuted. So there's a lot of, of videos out there. Well over 200 videos. Well, 
not quite 200. Math isn't all that great. That's like 180, 90 something. So we're getting close to 200 uh, response videos to the Saints Unscripted. So they're out there if you want to look up pretty much any topic you want. You can find it and it's there. They've done it. I've responded to it. I use their whole video uh, to respond to. So I'm not editing. I'm not cutting stuff out. I'm literally responding to everything they say. Theirs are videos are about five minutes, which makes these about 30 minutes in length, usually a little less. So um, there's a little background on this podcast for those who are new. I've had a lot of really uh, new subscribers over the last month. Um, I think in the last month we we added well over uh, 25 subscribers to the YouTube channel. Uh, here the evangelical norm network so thank you that's because of those of you who have been here um, either have invited people to join uh, shared the the podcast with people or you like share the videos and comment on the videos commenting on the videos is huge um, you can't you have you have no idea how much the algorithm takes your comments algorithm um, yes i was calling him that long before disney did uh, before lebron james made him famous on uh you know that show um so no i'm not stealing it i probably stole it from someone else but they might have stolen it from me so where's my royalty check disney um yeah it's been a while since i podcasted so uh forgive me if i get distracted uh yeah um where were we so that's that's new thank you guys for commenting sharing all that stuff i really appreciate the viewers who um and listeners who listen to the audio podcast um who have just been with me for so long and obviously it's been a while since i've been behind the mic well actually every day last month i was behind the mic doing the fifth seal but just nothing else so i'm reverting back to filler words just smack me if i say um too much and uh, we'll we'll get through this. So today, episode 157, we are going to take a look with our friend David Snell over at Saints Unscripted. Uh, episode he did talking about Emma Smith. Um, this was one I almost didn't respond to either because what it feels like a lot of their videos are doing now and is it, excuse me, is it's just bringing up arguments that really don't happen and then defeating those arguments. So I, I don't know that I'm really will want to call it a straw man, because again, what he throws out here in this episode apparently is like real stuff that, that has, has come up and, and so on. So it's not like it's just a straw man, like a, just a ridiculous argument, but it's, it's arguments that really aren't happening. At least I don't see them happening. I don't hear about them happening. I don't know what's, you know, I've, I've not, not met any evangelists or Christians or anyone apologetics, uh, people who are using these particular arguments to try to defeat Mormonism. But apparently they are arguments that have been had in the past. So we're going to give it the time that it deserves. Look at it, address it, talk about it, and then move on to the next episode so all that being said wow um we get comfortable again i think it's been a while since i've been here and we're gonna we're gonna adjust that camera just a little bit and here we go this is our friend david snell from saints unscripted did emma smith claim she didn't believe in joseph as a prophet let's go 
Hey guys, so Joseph Smith was killed in June of 1844. Today, we're gonna talk about a letter purportedly written by his wife, Emma, to the editor of the New York Sun in 1845. I'm with the New York Sun. Brian Denton. The letter has some pretty intense things to say, but the most shocking is this. I must now say that I have never for a moment believed in what my husband called his apparitions and revelations, as I thought him laboring under a diseased mind. Now, if Emma really wrote this, that's quite the bombshell. The first place I learned about this letter was from the Instagram account of a rather disgruntled former member of our faith, where the letter was unfortunately treated as entirely true. But let's slow down, do some research, and see if there happens to be more to this story than meets the Instagram. Okay, so, obviously, he found it on an Instagram account. Somebody who's out there is using stuff like this. Again, this would never be anywhere where I would go, because this isn't dealing with doctrine. This isn't, this is, this is a, kind of an emotional argument. Well, Emma didn't believe and she wrote a letter to the editor saying so and blah, 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 right? This is, this is literally, it's exactly what I just suggested that they are doing. I don't want to use the word accused, but I guess you can use it. It's an accurate term. Um, but somebody uh, is going, hey, look, here's Emma that made this statement. Let's talk about how that means that Mormonism isn't true. And... You know, again, they're going, hey, look, here's this argument that, that people are trying to use to say that Mormonism isn't true. Let's talk about this and, and show how Mormonism is true. Right. And so, again, it's the same thing. And you I mean, you do see it on both sides. So let's take a look at what whoever did this and claimed this. I watched this video months ago. Sorry. Um, and I don't really remember a lot of it. So I'm catching up on this just like you are. So we're kind of getting to do this uh, almost as a blind reaction. So. Let's keep going. Previous to the publication of this Emma letter, The Sun had published some of the views of a New York Latter-day Saint named James Arlington Bennett. The Emma letter was a response that challenged some of Bennett's views. When the Emma letter arrived at The Sun, they took it to Bennett, who initially concluded that it was authentic. Unfortunately, the original Emma letter is nowhere to be found, so things like handwriting analysis are out the window. Every time. But what we do have is a record of how Emma Smith responded after seeing this letter in print. Her biographers noted Emma's reaction was immediate. Conveyances between Nauvoo and New York usually took from 10 days to three weeks, but only 11 days after the 9 December issue of The Sun was off the press, Emma fired this letter to Bennett at Long Island. General Bennett, sir, the apology I have to offer for addressing you at this time is the unexpected appearance of a letter published in the New York Sun of Tuesday morning, December 9. I never was more confounded with a misrepresentation than I am with that letter, and I'm greatly perplexed that you should entertain the impression that the document should be a genuine production of mine. How could you believe me capable of so much treachery as to violate the confidence reposed in me and bring your name before the public in the manner that letter represents? If you thought I had committed such a breach of trust, you certainly valued my integrity much less than I did yours. Should you be now satisfied that I am not unworthy of your confidence, you will please give me your opinion, if any you have formed, as to what quarter I am to look for the author of that forgery. By so doing, you will greatly increase my obligations. Yours with great respect, Emma Smith. 
Bennett had this private letter published in the January 25, 1846 issue of The Sun. With it, he remarked, the following letter is offered for publication in strict justice to Mrs. Emma Smith of Nauvoo, who appears to have no knowledge of the author of the letter published by you sometime since in her name. In addition to this private letter to Bennett, Emma also wrote directly to the New York Sun. The Sun never published this denunciation, but it did appear in the Times and Seasons. To the editor of the New York Sun, Sir, I wish to inform you and the public through your paper that the letter published Tuesday morning, December 9th, is a forgery, the whole of it, and I hope that this notice will put a stop to all such communications. Emma Smith. That's enough for me. All right, then. Our work here is done. And really, that's enough for me. I mean, I, I, this is why I, I don't know how this could ever pop up as any kind of argument. I mean, obviously... You get the same amount of people on the apologetic side, pro-biblical uh, Christianity, that don't do enough research into the things. They just they grab on to these things. The same issue happened to me when I was a Mormon. You know, the same uh, you know little um, gotcha things that made me go, "Oh, Mormonism is so true." And and you know, I had people that were constantly giving me articles, this and that, you know, and um, you know, stories about well, persecution and, and, and all these different things that would pop up without even looking into them. I just took them as face value of this. This proves the church is true. Now, obviously, you have the, the uh, you know, inverse on the other side where you have somebody taking and going, oh, look at this letter from Emma Smith in the, the, the New York Sun, blah, 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 obviously, and doing no research on it whatsoever. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, if she wrote a letter to this man who had it published in the Sun and to the New York Sun and disclaimed it, then bam, done. No more need for conversation. But there's a few more minutes of his video, so let's see what he has to say. There are some people who try to piece together a scenario in which Emma actually did write the letter, but then for some reason immediately denied it. But I really just don't feel the need to even go there. It raises more questions than it answers, and it seems to me that Emma did everything that could be reasonably expected to repudiate what had been published about her. It's true that after Joseph died, she did not affiliate with any specific Latter-day Saint sect for a long time, but she was still a believer, and later joined the reorganized church led by her son, Joseph Smith III. This New York Sun letter was also denounced multiple times by that church's paper, the Saints Herald. One later issue says, we suggest that Mrs. Smith was the best judge as to whether the letter to the New York Sun was or was not a forgery. We know personally that she stated frequently while living that she wrote no such letter that it was a forgery. I think Joseph Smith Papers archivist Sherilyn Howcroft said it well. When Joseph was alive, frequently newspapers denounced him as a charlatan. After his death, the throng of rumor-mongering, false accusations, and besmirching of character that had hounded him in the press turned to his widow. So if Emma didn't write the letter, who did? Well, the prevailing theory is that James Arlington Bennett orchestrated the plot. That was the conclusion church leaders came to, and it seems to be the conclusion that Emma herself eventually came to. He was an ambitious man, and my best guess is that he was trying to widen the rift between Emma and the Quorum of the Twelve and gain some visibility among the Twelve by setting himself up as a courageous defender of the truth by giving himself some claims to respond to. Hail the conquering hero! Ba -na 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 -na. 
which he did in a piece published in The Sun before Emma's denial came through. That said, Bennett did deny being involved and instead came to blame it on certain Methodist priests. We don't have time to dive deep into all of the evidence pointing his way, but if you want to learn more, I'd suggest you check out chapter 16 of this book, which goes into detail. It may have been him or maybe it was someone else, but as the Saints Herald noted in 1902, no matter by whom the forgery was executed, it was a dastardly act. That is evil. Check out the resources in the YouTube description for more info on this subject. I put those there for a reason. It's important to do your homework before uncritically believing some of the stuff you find online. And of course, don't forget to have a great day. All right, so there you go. And yes, it is important to do your research before you believe everything that you see online, even my podcast. Do some research. Check it out. See if I'm right. See if I'm wrong. Uh, but so here what this does bring up some other things. I mean, obviously, so Emma didn't, uh, you know, affiliate with the mainstream LDS church once Joseph died. She did not follow after Brigham Young as a prophet. She did not believe that he was a prophet. She believed that her son should be the new prophet and went along with the reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which later has now become known as the Community of Christ. Uh, and I, I don't know that... did. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've heard things that they've denounced the Book of Mormon. They have denounced Joseph Smith. They've really tried to just become a Christian denomination um, called the Community of Christ without, you know, just completely dis disintegrating that body and, you know, uh, assimilating into other Bible-believing churches. I don't know. I've never been to one. I, I don't know if they still maintain any belief in, in Smith or his descendants which I believe that was their line of, of prophets was the descendants of Joseph. I don't know if they still believe in the Book of Mormon, any of that. But obviously Emma did not, you know, by Brigham Young's story that he was the, the new prophet and did not follow after them. So again, it does bring up conversation. Would I ever use Emma's affiliation as something to go, well, look, this means the church isn't true? Well, no, because whether Emma followed it or not didn't make it true. Um, it was the false doctrines, the false teachings, the, the complete plagiarism in the Book of Mormon, all the things that we pointed out over time that makes the Mormon church false, that makes it a deception, that makes it a heretical pseudo-Christian sect. I, I don't call it a cult anymore. During Joseph's day, absolutely. I believe it was a cult. Even up until like not that long ago, I would have uh, affirmed it as a cult in the sense that a very controlling leadership, um, you know, all the things that have happened. I mean, I had, I've had sisters that were told not to talk to me by their bishops because of my beliefs in, in biblical Christianity. So, has is there some cult-like activities going on or qualities traits to the LDS church absolutely what i call it i refer to it as a pseudo christian heretical a heretical pseudo christian sect because it's not christian they follow a false christ a false gospel a false god presented to them by a false prophet and a lineage of false prophets beyond him um so it's not christian it's absolutely heretical um, but they try to claim. So that's where I come up with my terminology. Purely mine. Uh, you know, uh, 
heretical pseudo-Christian sect is what the Mormon church is. But it is wrong, and the problem is, is it's leading people to hell. We know this. Jesus said that uh, Matthew 24, you know, there are going to be those who come to him and say, Lord, Lord, did we not... uh, do these things in your name. Do we not you know, cast out demons, blah, blah, blah. He says, apart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. There are people who believe they're going to be Christians, and I think this verse absolutely describes LDS people. They are going to stand before Christ on Judgment Day and say, Lord, Lord, what about us? And he's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. You were deceived by this man. You, you had ample opportunity to look into and see what was wrong and what was untrue um that you were following after a false christ and all these things depart from me you i never knew you and cast them into the lake of fire and that that is i'm gonna get accused of bashing i got a video coming up for that by the way um and so but still it's is it not true you know again Joseph Smith's premise of even starting this church was that all other religions are an abomination, right? Those were his words. The, 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 their creeds were an abomination, the professors of which were corrupt. Joseph's words, not mine, Joseph's words. Well, supposedly Jesus's words to Joseph, but again, that is a premise that every every other one of us. So, I mean, essentially, I'm on defense here. I'm playing defense. I'm defending the truth of God's word. It's not that I'm going after the Mormons and, and, and well, I am. I, I am. I want, I want people to know that this is a false church, that it is leading people deceptively to, toward hell. And that they need to know who the true Christ is, repent and put their faith and trust in him. And again, I don't expect everyone to become a, you know, a doctorate level theologian on, you know, the, the, the person and nature of Christ, Christology, theology, and so on, soteriology and any of that. I don't expect that, but I expect them to go, this is what the Bible teaches. This is who we believe in. We have to renounce the false Christ that was presented by Joseph Smith. And yes, Jesus said there will be false Christs. So don't come at me and go, well, there's only one Jesus. No, because if you're going to say there's no existence of a false Christ, then you call Christ a liar. Because he said they would be there and the people were going to follow after them. And they have. And Mormonism is one of them. Jehovah's Witness is another one. Islam presents another false Christ. I mean, there's so many religions out there that have presented false versions of our, our Savior, of our Lord and our God, that it should be. You know, Paul tells us, mark those who cause division. We are called to, to point these things out and to, to, to beg our LDS neighbor and our Jehovah's Witness neighbor and our Muslim neighbor to get out of these false religions. Run from those false religions. Seek after Christ. Repent and trust in his work on the cross. Not in any works-based religion. And there you go. Other than that, I don't have any strong feelings about it. Did Emma believe? It doesn't matter if Emma believed. It doesn't matter. What matters is what we have between the presentation of who Christ is by Joseph Smith and and subsequent prophets beyond him and what the Bible says who Jesus is, who God is, 
who the Holy Spirit is, how we are saved. That's what matters. None of these other arguments have any bearing on that. And you'll never catch me using them. Anytime I preach the word to Christians or to Mormons and I try to convince them of the the falseness of their religion, I'm going to go straight to what the Bible says about Jesus. Often I'm going to use John chapter 1 verses 1 through 18. I'm going to use Isaiah. I'm going to use all those places where where the word says there is no other God beside me. None before me, before me. None will be formed after me. John 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. These are these places, these integral, important places that point out to us who Jesus Christ really is. He is God in flesh. He truly is Emmanuel as we approach the Christmas season and we start to use that name over and over and over again. He truly was Emmanuel, God with us, being in very nature God. Paul tells us, but made nothing of himself, pouring himself out himself out even to death upon the cross. This Jesus is God. God the Father is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Jesus is not the Holy Spirit. Jesus is not the Father. The Holy Spirit is not the Father. Right? Great graphic that I could have thrown up there to show. That is what is important. Who God is, who Christ is, who the Holy Spirit is. Theology proper is an important thing to know. And then how we are saved. That we are saved by grace through faith alone. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone, according to Scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Yep. Semper Reformata. I am as reformed as they come. The five solas are the core of what I believe. That may have just lost me some subscribers, but there you go, guys. Again, thank you. I just I just added an extra four minutes to a video that was done, and uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, stick with me throughout the rest of this week. We're going to catch up on some other interesting topics um, that are that are just fun to talk about. But again, not arguments that I would make to prove truthfulness or anything. But you know, you start talking about plural wives and stuff like that viewership goes up <laughs> so i'm not gonna shy away from it uh, i'll take all the views i can get on all these videos that i can get and uh, again i appreciate you if you haven't already hit the subscribe button hit that notification bell get everything i release here on the evangelical norm network share like if you like the video now's the time to like it i don't ever ask you to like it at the beginning because you haven't watched it but now you have if you like it give us a like give us a share make a comment even if it Norm, I hate you. Norm, you're great. Give us a comment. Help make that algorithm. Send this video out to more and more people. And let's just see what we can do um, to potentially watch this uh, this podcast grow. Because I'd like to. I really would. I'm not going to lie and say I just don't want to be famous. or Well, famous is a, is a rough word. I just want to be effective for the gospel. And uh, however, whatever God blesses us with, God gives us. And we'll take it. And but not going to say I won't encourage it. You know, I, I didn't didn't pick all this up just to just to talk to a, an empty room. So appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary till tomorrow. Soli Deo Gloria. <laughs>